Hello there, it's Gareth here and welcome to the episode of the podcast. I hope you're well. Right, a bit to talk about today because um, there's only me on today, by the way, no guests today because I want to talk about something I've done this year. And uh, for those of you who follow me on social media, my Facebook page and Instagram, you'll know that there's um, pictures of me running every day. And um, that's because at the start of 2020, I decided I would take on the challenge to run a thousand miles in the year. And so that's been done. So I want to talk a little bit about that today and um, what I've learned from that and hopefully what you can get out of my experience because the reason I shared it on social media, the reason I wanted to do it every day was to highlight a couple of things really and one was you know, exactly what I did to get there and hopefully when you listen to this episode of, of this podcast, you know there'll be no reason why you couldn't take on a similar challenge because I can assure you, although it sounds like a lot, there's a thousand miles, and when you break it down into small, really manageable chunks, it's actually not that difficult. Anyway, more about that later. And also, it's the start of um, September, you know, we're into September now, and we're very quickly approaching autumn. Here in the UK, certainly, the, uh, the autumn is starting to appear from a weather perspective. It's getting a little bit cooler. The leaves are starting to look like they're ready for dropping off the trees, and we can look ahead now to... This, um, this time of year, which I particularly enjoy. I think there's something very special about the early autumn when the trees are kind of in that kind of golden bloom. Bloom? Not in the bloom, are they? Golden. What are they? They've got like a golden... Oh, I can't think of a word. They're resplendent in their golden glory. How does that sound? Yeah, that's not so bad, is it? And the thing that I've always said, and you'll have heard me say before in blogs and certainly maybe on other podcasts, is that... The start of a new month is always important, but also the start of a new season. It gives us kind of a a chance to look at what this season means to us. So for me, pretty much summer was about getting fitter. It was activity. It was pushing my running and my walking and, and enjoying the outdoors more. That was kind of the theme of, of the summer. Now the summer is over. And although, you know, autumn doesn't officially start while the 22nd of September... I'm very mindful now of what I want to do in the next period of time up to up to winter. And for me, it's very much focused now on career, work, content. So this website, you know, I've done quite a bit of content on this this year so far, but I want to try to expand that now and, and really try to explore what I can do with Facebook. And maybe instead of just sharing pictures of me walking or running, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think about now, well, what does it look like to start putting on more meaningful content? Because I have done the 1,000 miles, so let's cover that off now. Um, we started the 1st of January. And realistically, if you look at 1,000 miles, it sounds like a long way. It is a long way. I think if you set off from my house in Wakefield and you go to Paris and just a little bit further and come back, that's 1,000 miles. So it's, you know, it's a long way in distance. But if you look at what that actually means broken down into a 12-month period, it's actually less than three miles a day. If you cover three miles a day every single day of the year, you will have done over a 1,000 miles by the time the end of December rolls around. And the reason I wanted to do that this year was I did it last year, and I didn't do it particularly successfully. Um, well, I have to clarify that. I did over a 1,000 miles. I did 1,024 miles last year. But I didn't really get going with it till June. So I kind of had six months where it kind of was dragging a bit. I did a few walks, a few runs, but nothing that got me really on target. So I was I was well behind last June, and it involved June, July, August having to really push, and I spent a lot of my time last year in those months actually either out walking or running. And I found that was 
that didn't really work for me. Although I did the thousand miles and I was pleased about that. This year I wanted to make it more of a kind of a, a more of a consistent process. And I think I've done that successfully. Now, the fact I'm talking about this now and, um, you know, we've got quite a few months left to the end of the year does mean that I did some days do more than three miles, some weeks did more than my allotted totals. But I didn't feel that I'd pushed. I didn't think I'd, I'd spent a ridiculously large amount of time, I'm a bit tongue-tied, large amount of time um, out in one go because I was trying to catch up because I was always kind of slightly ahead of the game. Once we got into February and March, it, you know, I knew then I was I was ahead of target, considerably ahead of target percentage-wise. And then clearly we had the COVID lockdown. And I have to say that probably allowed me to really kind of reinforce my consistency with the uh, with the running and the walking every day in lockdown when we, we couldn't leave the house apart to, from to exercise I went out every single day so looking at my stats for the year there were there were three well, actually four months when I just went out continually so I got to a stage where I worked out even if I did it most days and I'm, I'm saying most days pretty much six days a week I would have still got to a thousand miles comfortably before the end of the year um, so I was always, I always had the intention to allow myself some rest days and some days off because, you know, things come up, you know, I might not have always had the opportunity to go out. That was what was on my mind when I started the project. And then I started to think about that and think, well, hang on a minute, for me to cover three miles if I'm running, it takes me anything from 28 to 35 minutes. And I thought, you can't find 35 minutes every day. And, and I had to kind of check that. And I thought, you know what, you can. You can find half an hour every day if you choose to. Now, the crucial thing with me completing these miles is I couldn't take many days off. So I didn't want to get injured. So I had to allow myself to run at a pace, which um, was was good enough to push me and, and keep me moving forward with my kind of paces and getting quicker, but not too much that it would cause me to have to stop for injury. And I'm pleased to say that as we stand here now, as I record this in, in September, um, I've had no time taken off because I was injured um, as such. I had a, a little bit of a an issue with shin splints, so I had to kind of go from the running more to walking, but that was only for a couple of days. And I think I've learned how my body works now, so I know when I'm pushing too far. And I think, you know, I, I say this, anybody could do what I've done. All I've gone out is I've gone out and I've, I've run at a pace that was comfortable enough to push myself, feel like I've worked out, get a right good sweat on, and still have the ability the next day to wake up and not ache and have injuries. And I think that's been a really good learning for me, keeping at that pace. Because where I actually got to was I did a 1,000 miles. I actually completed the 1,000 miles at the end of August. So I know I'm recording this on what day is it. Let me have a little look. 10th of September. So I, I completed this 10 days ago. And that was my intention because when I got into August, I knew I could. But, but it allowed me to, to, to start to think about this idea of you can go a lot further than you think, a lot quicker than you think if you stay consistent. Consistency is the key. It's the key to doing a 1,000 miles a year. It's the key to staying healthy and fit in your life. It's the key to doing well in a business. It's the key to doing well in relationships. Everything's about consistency. It's what we do on a consistent basis that's important, not what we do every now and again. So it, it was quite noticeable when lockdown started. A lot more people took to, to running on a morning. When I used to go out with Sue, my partner, we'd go out on a, on a morning running. And 
the first couple of weeks, there, there must have been maybe five or six people out on a morning, which is unusual for where we run and the time we run. And they were all new runners. And as the lockdown continued and got, got get, get going, you know, the, the, that number stayed stable for about a month through March into April. But when we got into um, sort of May and June, the, the five or six people became two and three. And, and now I'm running on a morning. And if, if I pass anybody, it's um, it, it's very unusual. So it kind of shows you that these people obviously set out with the intention of running and doing more exercise, which is excellent. Um, but eventually, after only a couple of months, the consistency stopped and I don't see them anymore. Now, you know, they may well be running at a different time of the day or in a different area. Um, I kind of suspect most of them aren't running at all at the moment and they've probably given that up. So they will have seen the benefits in those weeks they were running. They'll have felt healthier. They'll have slept better. They'll have felt um, mentally better. Because one thing I did find with the running through lockdown is where when most people were struggling and maybe feeling a little bit, having to stay in and a little bit kind of uh, a lot of kind of tension around the lockdown, I found running every day allowed me to have less tension than most people I knew. So this period of lockdown, and if I'm honest, we're kind of still in it, aren't we? But I have felt a lot more mentally buoyant um, than perhaps I did last year. And, uh, and, and I put that down to the running. And, and the diet I am um, attached to myself as well while I'm while I'm exercising. So the thousand miles got done and I was quite surprised because last year it felt like I was always fighting from behind and fighting from behind then meant that I was kind of forced not to take days off. I couldn't choose to take a day off if I wanted to do something else because I was so far behind, I was always up against it. And that being up against it adds an element of pressure to anything, which I think if you take it away, you become more comfortable. So this year, I haven't had that because I've always been ahead of the game. So there's been no pressure at all on me this year. The pressure has been to go out consistently. So I knew if I went out every morning and did the three miles, some days I'd do it quicker than others. Some days would be more of a walk than a run. But generally, doing that and being ahead of it allowed me to have choices. So once, like we're going to, I think... Um, August and September, I took a couple more days off. I'd done the miles. I, I didn't need to do much. And I chose to take some time off and spend some time at the gym. So I've started going back to the gym now. I've started to um, maybe take another day off. Like today, I've taken a day off because I think, well, I went out yesterday evening and did some exercise. Today, I've got some work to do. So actually, I don't need to go out today. So it's given me a little bit of freedom now. But what I'm very conscious of is not making sure that freedom lasts two or three days. So at the moment... Certainly for the last week, I've been walking or running every other day. That's worked really well in the days between. I've found myself doing other things that, that really now I'm, I'm more in line with when I'm going in autumn. So quite a lot more work on the business front. And I will talk about a new little business I've put together. And if you did a business, more of a experiment, really. I'm going to talk about that towards the end. And But just to finish this off, if you decide that you want to do a thousand miles in a year and, and i decided to start this the first of january so it was a full 2020 but you could do a thousand miles from today you know so you could say between the 10th of september 2020 and the 10th of september 2021 i'm going to do a thousand miles you could start it today and just get out and walk or run and if you walk three miles a day most people walk anything from two and a half miles to three miles an hour so that rationale if you're doing 5k which is three miles a day you know it will take you about an hour if you walk it if you run it you can probably half that time but i think it's the it's the the, the challenge everyone faces getting into it because once you get into it you'll feel some real benefits i have to say 
I can wake up in the morning not always feeling great. Soon as I go out and start doing some exercise outside, whether that's walking or running, I feel good. Um, and ironically, this year as well, I've really got the same kind of pump and buzz and feeling of well-being by going to the gym as well, which I didn't used to get in the past. So I don't know what's changed there. I'm, I'm kind of very curious to see how that'll develop because although I've done a few gym sessions this year, I've not got into a, a habit with that yet. Again, that is for one of my, um, that's one of my September or autumn goals. But we're getting up every day and going out. It gives you the discipline and the consistency which then translate into other areas of your life. Um, I found myself doing really strange things this year, which I would not normally have done. And little things like keeping the house a bit tidier. The house is normally fairly tidy, but I kind of I kind of take ownership of the kitchen. And the kitchen in the past used to drift after two or three days. Things would be left out. Maybe it needed tidying a little bit. But what I started doing now, again, is just tidying that on a daily basis. It's become a discipline to make sure that kitchen is always tidy before we go to bed on the night. So the discipline from the, the running and the walking has translated into keeping the house in a better order. Um, I think I've been more consistent this year with creating content online. I've done a, a, a post every single day on Instagram um, that goes over onto my Facebook. So again, more consistency with that came when I started to do the consistency with the running and the walking. Um, the thousand mile project and the consistent running with the consistency with that also translated into me doing more blogging this year. Now, I haven't blogged for about a month, and again, that's purposeful. I've been working on another project, and I want to kind of start to put together a kind of a profile of what the week looks like for me. How many times a week will I blog? How many times a week will I podcast? How many times a week will I do something on Instagram? Just to have something to aim at and a target, and that, I suppose, is in a nutshell what this thousand miles was for me. It was a target. It was a way to set myself a goal, something to aim for, that would give purpose and meaning and direction to things I was doing, and it's really worked well. So it's something I would absolutely encourage people to try. And like I said, don't wait for the 1st of January. Get out now and do it. Three miles, an hour a day. And even if you start off just doing half an hour walking, and it's a mile and a half, that will soon start to top up. So you might want to say, well, okay, a thousand miles, maybe if you've never walked or run before, sounds like too much. We'll make another target. Maybe it's 500 or 750. Um, the one app you really must get is an app called Strava. Um, it's free. There is a paid version of it you can get, but I, I don't think that's necessary for what um, I use it for. Get Strava, put it on your phone, and even if you don't have a GPS device or a, or a watch that records your running, you can record it on Strava. So it is a fantastic little app. And it'll give you your routes and your times and your distances. But what it also does, it allows you to look back over your activities and see where you're improving. It'll show you how consistent you've been. Um, the other thing I think it's really good at as well is you'll generally find somebody you know. Um, if you know a few people, will probably be on Strava. So there's a little community on there, which is very different to any other um, version of what I'll call social media. It, it's really nice to, you get what's called kudos. So when you've done a walk or a run or an activity, a gym session, somebody can give you a kudos. It's like a little thumbs up. And there's not a lot of interaction like you don't share pictures of what you had for your tea or, you know, you don't start, you know, sharing. It's not like Facebook, which is something um, I've spent less time on through this last few months. Uh, and it's given me the chance to put my stuff on, I've got a record of it, and there's a bit of a community feel because you can encourage other people you know by giving them kudos. 
And some days when you're not feeling great and you've gone out and run and you maybe didn't want to do it, them kudoses can make a little bit of difference. They just give you a little bit of a, ah, you know, people people are thanking me, you know, not thanking me, people are giving me kudos for that. It makes you feel good. And I think that's important. So get Strava and you can start logging your miles. As soon as you leave the door, you turn your Strava on. And when you come back, you stop it. And it's really simple to use. And I, I would highly recommend it because I think it's a massively good motivational tool if you want to do something on the exercise front, especially walking and running. So get on Strava and give it a go. And I think you will be surprised at what this challenge, if you like, will do for you. Because it's 12 months, you can't really make it that quick. I mean, I think I got to August and completed my 1,000 miles. I think that was probably as quick as I could have done this year. And clearly I could have spent more time running and walking, but it's it was quick enough for it not to just become the whole encompassing thing I was doing with my life. You know, I'm not paid to run, I'm not paid to walk. So the reality is it's, it's more of a hobby. So I, I couldn't give it full-time commitment because it's not a full-time thing, but it's enough. So what I'm saying is you can you can utilize this this kind of challenge to get yourself in the habit of goal setting and staying on track. Because last year when I kind of took two months off, all of a sudden I'm kind of, you know, 200 miles down and that's a lot to pull back. This year, more consistency made it a much smoother operation. And I think as it currently stands, I've done about 251, oh sorry, 1,051 miles for the year. Um, I would suspect I will end the year somewhere close to 1,200. Um, I've got a big walk coming up this weekend. So a couple of big walks and there's going to be more of that. In, I might talk about that actually. In fact, I will talk about that because it ties in with the, the latest project, which I'm going to talk about after this. But I'll end up on about 1,200 miles. And then next year, you know, the obvious question is, what's next year's goal? Is it 1,000 again? Is it 1,200, 1,500? I've yet to work that out. I, I kind of suspect it will probably be to uh, to eclipse this year, um, whatever that looks like. So whatever I've done this year, next year I'll aim to do a few more miles, more than that. So that's me doing with 1,000 miles. That's um, I'm happy with it, really pleased. Really happy with the level of fitness I've achieved through it. Um, I always told people I'd, I'd never ran to be a runner. I ran so I'd be more effective walker in the hills. And I have to say this year, um, my fitness is feeling strong. Um, we've done a couple of quite challenging walks recently and it's um, I've skipped up the hills, quite frankly. So it's not just for vanity of saying I've done a 1,000 miles. There is a, a, a proper legitimate reason for doing this, which is to make me a stronger hiker. And there's evidence now that's happening. So I often said I'm 50 in October next month. And I often said I wanted to be fitter at 50 than I was at 30. And I'm not at 50 yet, and I'm certainly fitter than I was at 30. And that's come in this last sort of nine months of consistent exercise, consistent focus on diet. And I have to say, you know, in the grand old scheme of things, you know, for you get from, from you being out of shape to getting into good shape, if that can take you 12 months, it's not a huge investment in your whole life, but it it makes a massive difference because right now I'm sleeping better. I'm waking up in the morning feeling pumped most mornings. And that's all from literally that small habit of three miles a day, one hour's exercise at the most a day. Okay. So that's thousand miles done. If you want any insistence, assistance on doing your thousand miles, what it's about, you know, the idea of how you plan it out, just drop me a message at garethboot.com and I can, uh, I'll, I'll drop your name about with some kind of hints and tips. Um, it's, it's relatively straightforward. I think anybody with a pair of decent shoes and a, some form of comfy clothing um, can manage this. Um, but you, you don't need much gear. But you do need to be a little bit kind of mindful of 
um, making sure you're not doing too much too quick. So if you have any questions at all, if you're any unsure about this and you would like to try it, just drop me a message at setgarethbook.com. Right, so that's a 1,000 miles done. The next thing I want to talk about, which um, I'm quite excited about, is a new project. And it does tie me what I do here at garethbook.com and in my kind of personal development work. I started to realise this year, by spending more time outside in nature, spending more time out in the streets running and on the roads running and on the canals running, and then this year I've done quite a bit of walking this year in the hills, I started to realise how much I enjoy that. I, it, it really gives me joy. You know, when I'm outside with other people, I just feel good, you know. And this year I've, I've experimented with taking people walking with us because normally me and Sue walk by ourselves. We will occasionally walk with a group, but it used to be very occasionally. Well, this year we've um, managed to uh, bring one of our friends with us on a regular basis. And I know that um, Rianne, um, who we take out with us, is a regular listener of this podcast. And it's been nice to have Rianne with us. Um, I got Rianne into a bit more activity and she started doing running and, and walking herself. She's really enjoyed it and she's come on tremendously. And uh, I've got somebody else now doing a little bit of walking and another listener to this podcast, uh, my good friend John Steele, uh, the photographer who's been on the podcast before. And Rianne has as well, Rianne, we're on the last episode. And uh, in fact, John's due an episode. I'm going to have to tap him up to do another episode with me because um, he's got some fantastic new things happening within his business, which I'm sure he'd like to share with you. But anyway, John's doing a bit of walking now. So John hasn't walked with me and Sue yet, um, and my intention at some point is to get him out doing that when he gets to a stage where I believe he'll be okay to. But we've, we're taking Ryan out now regularly over lockdown, and I think it's been good for us because we've got the chance to explore some different areas that we've never done before. Um, up near where Ryan lives in Meltham, and there's some great walking up there. So we got the chance to go out with with, with, with Ryan. And taking out, when I took her out in the group with us, I, I really enjoyed being outside with somebody else other than me and Sue. Now, you know, I love spending time with Sue outside, it's great. But we tend to be very singular and, and separate when we walk. And although we walk in the same space and we're never far away from each other, we don't always do a lot of talking. It's a very solitary thing for me walking when I go with Sue. And it's just kind of almost like a meditation. I, I get into my own head and get a chance to just experience it in my own way. But when you take somebody else out, it becomes more of a conversation. And if I'm honest, I've enjoyed that. And I've taken John out a couple of times walking, just me and him. But again, we've had some good chit-chats when we've been out walking. And it started me realising that actually it's sometimes easy to talk about stuff going on in your life and deal with your personal development when you're actually outside in a more kind of uh, natural environment rather than an office. So what I've started to do now is offer this service called Walkie Talkies. And walkie-talkies are really simple. You can walk and then we talk, hence the name walkie-talkies. But I think people open up more outside. I think people are more comfortable. And it gets you away from this concept that working with a mentor or working with me in that capacity has got to take place in some stuffy office or in some coffee shop. You know, I've now got a huge office. It's called The Great Outdoors. And taking people out there, I find I do my best work when I'm in that environment. And I believe... From my experience so far with these people that I've taken out, they seem to get a lot from it as well. So I've brought this new service in called Walkie Talkies. You can check it out at gallathboot.com. There's a section there on my services page. Walkie Talkies. And, you know, just getting out into nature and having a chit-chat, it's wonderful. And I'm loving it. So I started to think about that more. And how much I enjoyed the walking and then I like the personal development. So that kind of ties that in. And then about... A month ago, I started to come up with a concept again of, now I'd walk with a couple of other people. I thought, what if we had a slightly bigger group? What would we like to go out with maybe six or ten people? 
And I started to realize that some people we know who would generally go walking, uh, they don't always go to different places because they don't know about the navigation, they're a bit scared of getting lost, and they may be unsure how to organize a route. So somebody says, why don't you start you know, doing that? Why can't you take these people with you? So I thought, well, I suppose I could really. And um, it put me again in this thought of what would it be like to lead a group, become a, a, a kind of a, a walking group leader. So as in typical Gallup Boot fashion, little idea grows into something else very quickly. And before you know it, something's appeared in front of my thinking. I thought, right, I'm going to set up a walking group that turned into I'm going to set up an outdoors walking group community. And then it became this idea of actually I could build a brand around that. So I'm happy to announce that as of um, about four days ago, there is a new domain in the uh, World Wide Web called trigandtrail.com. Trig, T-R-I-G, and obviously A-N-D, and trail, T-R-A-I-L. Tig, I have to think about that. Trigandtrail.com. And trigandtrail.com is something I want to pursue, which is a way of helping people to enjoy the outdoors safely. That's what our strapline is. And it's in its very early stages. I've started to populate it with a couple of blogs. Um, there's a podcast on there as well. There's going to be a podcast associated with it. So if you go on to uh, our website, trigandtrail.com, you'll find the links. But it's on Apple iTunes under Trig and Trail. And it's really me and Sue, because this is something that I wanted to do with Sue, because she she got me into walking. And um, Trig and Trail is something that I think a lot of people can kind of um, collaborate on and talk about walking. They'll be reviewing gear. We'll be doing guided walks. So for me, it's a chance to explore walking in a different way and see whether it can become something that becomes more of a kind of a, a professional focus, which I, I would like it to be. So on one hand, I can do the walkie-talkies. That's great. That's the kind of one-to-one mentoring, maybe small group work there. And then I can start to do something more with my skills in the hills um, with Trig and Trail. So that's my latest project, as, as well as garethboot.com, that is Trig and Trail. So these two things are going to run simultaneously. And and my focus through September is to is to push those two forward. Um, I'm a little bit unsure what I'm doing with the Gareth Boot Facebook page. There's not a lot of content on there other than my kind of Instagram posts of me walking. So you think about putting a little bit of content on there because I think the biggest opportunity for growth of a brand is Trig and Trail. Um, I'm I'm really quite, if I'm honest, I'm quite happy with the idea. I'm proud of what I've achieved with it so far. I've got some a nice colour scheme, created a bit of a logo for it. It looks strong and and I feel it's something that I think people might embrace because it's not extreme. And what I talked about through this podcast so far about doing the, the the thousand miles, that's not extreme. Anybody can do that, you know, but people don't believe they can. But you can just do three miles every day and at the end of the year, you've done over 12, a thousand miles. Bang. It's not difficult. You just need to be consistent. So I think people sometimes don't understand how simple something is till they experience it. And I think exactly the same thing goes for doing any kind of hill walking or navigating or anything like that in the great outdoors. So Trig and Trail is a chance to show people just how easy it is and how, how pleasurable it is to spend time walking the great outdoors safely. And um, that's a big deal. I think once you feel safe to do something, it gives people confidence to do more of it. So there you go. That's that's what I'm going to be doing, Trig and Trail. You can check that out and check out the podcast. Me and Sue did one last week, um, his first one, which was about a walk we did this weekend. And I'm not going to talk too much about that because that's where you go to Trig and Trail to find out. So that's it. We've got Trig and Trail going now. Um, my thousand miles is done. So let's look ahead to September and the autumn. Anybody that works with me will know this. I always say you should focus on, have a monthly focus. 
And that should be based on what your focus for the what a longer term goal is, if you like. So maybe you've got a 12 month goal, you break that down into a, a seasonal goal and then into a, a monthly goal, then into weekly goals and daily goals. Simple as that. I mean, it should sound simple. It does take a little bit of planning and a little bit of preparation. So, so September, what I'm focusing on now is to start to do more work from a physical perspective in the gym. I think I will continue to run every other day and I'll certainly walk on a weekend. Those walks, we're going to continue all through autumn and into winter. That's our goal this year as, as a couple, me and so not to, not to give way to the weather. We've invested this year in some good wet weather and some cold weather equipment to walk in. So we've no excuse not to walk every single weekend um, throughout the year. And that's our one of our kind of goals for for September onwards as, as we get into the colder months. But for me particularly, it's about focusing on, from a physical perspective, keeping the cardio going, pushing the running. So I'll only be running three days a week, which will allow me actually to try to push a bit harder. So I'm going to try to improve my pace in the next in the next um, season, as well as trying to build some sort of upper body strength in the gym. Um, I am aware, I'm a tall fella, um, I'm quite light, I don't weigh a great deal. I'm, I've put on a little bit of weight over lockdown and that's not because of lockdown, it's intentionally, I had the chance that I'm just going to put on half a stone just to see how that feels. Because one thing I had found last year when I dropped my weight quite low, I struggled with cold weather. I couldn't stay warm and a lot of that was down to a very short or a very small percentage of body fat. So I put a little bit of weight back on. So now I want to try to use the gym and the energy that extra weight's given me to, to push some metal and build up some upper body strength for two reasons, really. One is it will help me walking because if I start guiding people I'm gonna to have to carry more kit and, and that kit's heavier so that will assist me with walking and not having too much pressure and pain on my shoulders because I'm, I'm too weak there and also aesthetically I just like to look a bit more buff just excuse me a moment <coughs> goodness me a little bit of a tickly cough and you know what I've got no water with me which is remiss anyway let's even continue so that's the gym. So I, I wanted that. So athletically, I just like to just have a little bit more kind of upper body size. So that's one of that's my physical aim through um, the rest of um, autumn when it comes. And from a business perspective, it's growing Trig and Trail, filling that with content, and also filling the Gareth Boot site with more content. But crucially now, pushing the concept of doing walkie talkies with me. You know, I've got a price point which I think is right for people. I, I think I can put a package together which I think most people can find affordable. So I want to pursue that and I want to create more online courses. I think I've had a play with them this year and I've got one that I want to do, which is basically what I will class as the kind of the must know things about personal development. Almost like if anybody says, you know, I don't want to read all the books out there on personal development. I've no time to do all that. But, you know, how do you put something together that's succinct, a very kind of distilled version of everything I know about personal development into one if you like, um, flagship car. So that's my goal through September and then to hopefully get that into the market in uh, in October. So I haven't got a lot of September left and I've still to do a lot more planning with this. So I've quite a lot to do on that project, but it's exciting. I've got all the equipment, you know, I've got all the stuff to do the video and the sound. So it's really just a matter of coming up with the content and creating it. But again, like the thousand miles, I have to break that down. If it's 30 videos, that's how many a week, how many a day, um, how long are the videos going to be? And I've got to be consistent because if I want it done by the end of September, I've got 10 days left or 20 days left, actually. You know, in them 20 days, I want 20 videos. That's dead simple. It's one video a day. But if I miss a day, it's two the next day. So again, the pressure builds. So I'm going to try to look at recording the program or the, the online course in and use the same concept I've used with the 1,000-mile the challenge. Try to get ahead of the game. 
So I'd like in another five days' time to do maybe seven or eight videos. That way I'm ahead of the game. I can afford a day off, or if there's an issue, I can afford to take that bit of time to resolve the issue. So that's my kind of focus. September for me is about creating the better 20... Sorry, better 24-7. of habit. I'm going to talk about that as well in a second. Finish off with that, actually. Um, to build the Trigon Trail brand, continue to push the Gareth Boot stuff, pursuing the walkie-talkies, and get this online course available for people to buy early part of October. Better 24-7. I'm sure you've heard me talk about that. This was the business that me and Sue were looking to um, push. It was about well-being. Um, we had to come to a decision in um, in July, and, it, and in August it really finalised it. We've had enough of that. We've not really been able to to get into that properly. Um, I don't think either of us have, have, have had... I'm not saying the venom for it. It's it's really fat. It's been every bit anything we've tried with it has been difficult, probably the exception of the podcast, the podcast we enjoyed doing. But creating the website, um, it just started to feel like this was something that we didn't have a lot of um, passion for. Um, our passion is Susie's yoga. Mine is walking and, and being in the great outdoors. And yet Better 24-7 was about well-being, which again, we think is important and it is vitally important. But the way we got our well-being where it was, was through doing yoga, eating in this different way, um, and also doing the outdoor stuff. So we thought, well, hang on, why are we trying to pursue something and do it all when we can just focus now on getting people outdoors? Because if we get people outdoors walking and we get people into the habit of walking, we're going to improve the well-being automatically. And we can talk about the diet. We can talk about the yoga because the yoga will play a part in Trig and Trail because if you're going out walking and doing lots of miles and you're going up hills, you need to stretch before and you need to stretch afterwards. Yoga is good for everything. Walking and being outside is good for everything. And the Trig and Trail gives us a chance really to focus on that. So that's something I will say. It's a new project I've started. I've kind of roped Susan in because she'll be doing the podcast with me on a weekly basis. And also she's got a lot of knowledge of walking um, and you know she's walked since she was 11 years old you know and she's in in her late 50s now so she's she's got a lot of experience she's done a lot of miles and she'll bring a lot to the party and there'll also be some um, people blogging on that for us as well um, in fact if she's listening to this Rianne you've got to do me some blogs you said you would um, so I'm looking forward to Rianne doing some blogging she's a cracking little blogger a good little writer so I'm hoping she can get some writing done and um, to mention my friend John again, John hopefully will assist us with a few photographs to make the website look nice and pretty. There's some nice ones up there now, but I want some John Steele ones on because um, he's my favourite photographer and uh, I like his stuff and um, every time I put it on a website, it always enhances the website. So it, it's better 247 is gone. It, it will not be coming back. Uh, I, won't say, I won't say it's coming back never. I don't see it coming back in the short term. Um, I think we're very much focused now on Trig and Trail and Sue's Yoga which although it's something I'm involved in, it's not something I'll, I'm going to mention too much. She's growing that quite nicely. Online stuff's growing well, and she's really enjoying that, getting deeper with it, and starting to find her own um, really very special style with yoga, which is working for her clients. So between us, we've got me doing the personal development stuff on garthboo.com. We've got Sue doing the yoga stuff on sjcyoga.com. And then together, we've got this little project of um, Trig and Trail. And, and I think that gives us something now, which is very... Um, able we can we can do it something we both we, we, we feels comfortable i'm trying to think what's the word i was thinking of it's very sustainable to run those three things because they're all very closely linked 
and they all have a similar feel to them. They're all about helping people improve without specifically having to say it's well-being or it's wellness. We found that very hard with Better 24-7. It didn't seem to ever feel smooth. And the minute that we put Trigon Trail together and started to look at it, it felt smooth. And same thing with this Trigon, uh, my walkie-talkie stuff. I was struggling. What do I say I do? What are the services? Am I a coach? Am I a mentor? I've had these conversations over the months and years. <laughs> Excuse me. And actually, I started to realise, for me, now I've put the thought of walkie-talkies in there, got a couple of changes to the website done. Actually, it feels smooth. I think there's a good indication with that. Um, when you're doing something and you're starting off, it will always feel uncomfortable, like the walking will. Or if you're starting walking or running, it'll feel a bit strange. But it shouldn't feel strange for long. It shouldn't be a battle for long. Eventually, for me, very shortly after doing anything, it should become smoother. And if you're getting a lot of kind of bumps in the road and those bumps are too often, you maybe have to question the road you're on. Um, I do think that's important, and I'm, I'm going to finish with that. I think a lot of people go down a path of pursuing a career or an interest or anything that, that, that they're after, and really, it's not working for them. And they keep pursuing it because we're told to keep hustling, keep working, keep doing it, keep pushing. But, you know, you have to be realistic. If it's, if it's too bumpy, that road, you might be on the wrong road. Don't expect no bumps because most roads will have bumps on them. And certainly I expect a few bumps with, with Trig and Trail. I know there'll be some bumps with the, uh, the, the walkie-talkie stuff I'm doing. But they should be occasional. They shouldn't be the norm. The norm should, it should feel flow, smooth and it should flow. And right now, this stuff, Sue stuff, Trig and Trail stuff is flowing. Even these podcasts, I think if you listen to them and you are a regular listener to, to this uh, channel... You'll know that I had a bit of concern about doing podcasts by myself. It didn't feel good, and I, I'm now in the flow with that. I've really enjoyed doing this one today. I've got two or three more solo podcasts coming up, and the, I've got a couple of guests lined up. So bumps in the road are okay. You will get them occasionally, but too many bumps in the road, you might be on the wrong, wrong, on the wrong road. Anyway, there you go. Kept going there for a little while this morning. So I hope that's been informative, and um, I hope you do support us on Trig and Trail. If you go onto Facebook and search for Trig and Trail, we've got a Facebook page. There's no content on yet, but it would be. We'd appreciate any likes on there. We're also on Instagram, Twitter. But if you go to trigandtrail.com, all the social media links are there. We'll be sharing pretty pictures. So I'd like to appreciate it if you would. Uh, um, give a like to um, Trig and Trail on Facebook. And if you don't like my page on Facebook, have a go at that because I'm not getting rid of it. I'm just going to change the way I do the Facebook page a bit um, in October and the autumn. Um, so just Gareth Boot on Facebook and find my page there. And uh, if you don't already subscribe to this podcast, consider doing so. And uh, I'll be back again with another podcast probably next week. Uh, so until then, take care. <laughs>